and we're back. I uh, just wanted to give you guys a quick update. Uh, there was a little bit of confusion at the beginning of the last podcast introduction text that I said uh, that the podcast had been officially renamed Golf Clash Podcast. Uh, that was just the Golf Clash portion, which I think before that I was calling Golf Clash Saga. Totally unrelated is the main channel and uh, we'll be here for at least uh, at least a total of 200 episodes. That's what I decided when uh, like 30 seconds ago. Um, so yeah, stay tuned and I hope you enjoy this episode. So what happened with the last episode that we did, which was like the fourth episode of the Golf Clash podcast, we were recording and the first half, 12 minutes or so of the conversation was Golf Clash related. And then we started talking about the stained glass piece, which you will hear at the beginning of this episode. And then we segue into the rest of the episode without talking about Golf Clash, I think. So uh, enjoy the episode and uh, be sure to follow us on the Podbean app. Uh, Follow the links on the page. Go to Totally Unrelated Facebook page. Follow us there. You'll get all the updates. As soon as I cook the podcast, it shows up there. Uh, if you're having trouble listening on Facebook, you can go straight to totallyunrelated.com and follow us from there, listen to the episodes from there, or download them from there. So uh, it's been fun. I uh, love having Doug on board. Uh, I know you guys have been complaining incessantly that he talks too much. I'm kidding. Nobody's complained so far. So uh, Bonnaroo's a week away, and it just hit me today. I'm super excited. That's why I sound a little bit nervous because I got a lot to do uh, before I leave for that including shows this weekend at the Dayton Funny Bone, where it all started for me uh, with John Morgan, the Raging Cajun. So if you're in the area, please come out to the Dayton Funny Bone, see me with John Morgan and whoever else is there. I'll just be hosting, but I'll be working on my new materials. Uh, Love you guys. Stan related. I got um, the sta- a picture of the stained glass. Oh, yeah. With Did the you see it? No, I haven't. For oh, the new, yeah. For the background. For the cast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got some GC, and GC's made its way into our hearts, hasn't Yeah, it, look at that. Looks, tell me if you can find the golf clash. There's like s- 10 or 12 references on this thing. to the po- All of them podcast-related. Well, I see marijuana leaf there. There's a soccer bu- ball right there. Soccer ball. My eyes says, oh, is that? Zoom in. There we go. That's some, is that like the, one of the golf coins? Balls? Yeah, the, coins <laughs> the golf class coins. Nice. Logo. Right. Then there's, uh, there's like skateboarding and Sweet, dude. some yellow springs that's badass, references. badass, man. Yeah, that's like, this is, it's, this piece of artwork is the only piece of artwork that I've uh, ever commissioned that I'm not turning into like merchandise, right? right? This so is just like for me to it's have. It's an actual piece of glass, yeah. It's right? like I think it's like three feet wide and two feet tall or something. Damn. It's huge. Well, it's do you have a place for it? No, no. <laughs> I was thinking about building a box for it where I can hit a button in the back and the whole thing will just so it no matter where I hang it, it'll always like I could hang stained glass on the wall and it'll look like sun's coming through it. Oh yeah. But I don't know what kind of lights to use yet. I'm thinking about just getting a bunch of LEDs or something. Right. Um but then I gotta build a box to frame it in and everything like that. And uh because I feel like I have to also have to drive 
to North Carolina to pick it up. Oh, you sh- are you kidding me? No, because you can't ship something like that. I mean, you could, but too, just yeah. too dangerous. What the hell? You're just gonna drive? Are you gonna wait when you have a gig to kind of close? I, to that well, I had a gig in Virginia, which is kind of like on the way. It was sending me in the right direction that I could have just finished it out, but then it got canceled at the last minute. Otherwise, I would have been going to pick it up this weekend. No way. Um, so now it's gonna have to probably be after Bonnaroo at some point, unless something comes up last minute. Dang. And then it's probably gonna be just a trip to pick it up, but I'm sure I'll make it worth my while. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, that's sweet. Dude. That looks beautiful. Yeah, it's like one of the most expensive things I've ever paid for that I I could say for a for a fact. Who's this the person? A, you give a shout out. Uh yeah, Kelly uh from Mountain Family Glass uh on Instagram uh at Mountain Family Glass all one word. Uh she's uh she's a hippie from Yellow Springs just like me, and so we went to high school together. In fact, sweet. I have. One very vivid memory of going to her house where we went down to a river and we were kind of like waiting in the river. And then um, one of the girls, it was me and my sister and a, a bunch of her friends because they were all the same age. And uh, I was like the young only boy, mm-hmm. uh, two years younger. And somebody lost their shoe in this like what was like at the time I thought was just like a creek. But like looking back on it, it was like a river, like a raging river. Like if one of us had fallen in, we probably wouldn't have come back because it was just it was moving at a good clip. Uh-huh. Uh, but one of them lost their shoe and somehow I was able to save it or whatever. But I almost fell in. And then one of the girls got a leech on her and then we all got stinging nettles. It was just kind of like a rough day <laughs> right. out in nature. And uh, and then I found her on Instagram. Um May six months ago or whatever, and yeah. you know how I like to get down. So one night I was looking through Instagram and admiring her glass, and I was thinking I'm always looking for different artwork for the podcast and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, you know the T-shirts that I sell for my comedy, I've had different comedians about. I've always outsourced the artwork because I'm not an artist or whatever. But I was sure. thinking for the podcast, what I wanted to do is start with this piece of stained glass, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to have a couple other artists do like a drawing a sketch uh i want to have like a, i want to have it in digital format but not just like i want to show them the information that it took to get this one in stained glass because i just gave her the elements i was like i want the i want the lettering to kind of look like this and i showed her the original right totally unrelated podcast t-shirt i was like that's what i kind of want the lettering to look like and then i wanted to have these 12 elements and she just put it all together how you come up with how they show up is up to you creative yeah creative freedom. put together yeah. yeah so i want to give that same list of instructions to a couple different other art like a painter mm-hmm. you know that's cool and uh and then just commission i mean i'll just pay for them this was I'm guessing this is going to be one of the more expensive ones because it's like it's got weight to it and yeah. a lot of craftsmanship and time in cutting the glass and stuff like that. Plus the the drive to go get it. That's yes, that's gonna ex- that's gonna add a third to the cost yeah, right. of what it cost to build it. But if I make that part of the passion of what we're even doing here with the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, totally unrelated in golf clash, I think I'm going to start calling this one the golf clash podcast. The clash cast. The uh, GCPC. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, I mean, there's interest out there. People message me from the group saying they like they, they like listening to. I mean, it, there's nothing really. We're not really giving anybody no, more information than they already have. Like I said, just, it's normalizing the passion. Sure. 
It's, right. it's just the same thing as like if you were like listening, like I listen to Joe Rogan talk about MMA. I'm not a huge MMA fan, but I have become one because of listening to him. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes he's talking to these MMA fans uh, or MMA guys about something completely unrelated to, you know, their sport. And it's still interesting to listen to because you're in the chi, you're in the river, you're wading mm-hmm. in the waters of the passion. Oh yeah, dude. See, so. got some new figurines down here in this case. This dog oh, like about, about her look like her about to build a sandcastle somewhere. She sure is. Got her little mini hoop skirt on. Got like the bikini top. I like I like a I like I a dog a, that can wear a bikini top and a fedora <laughs> like the dog yeah. is. Got her ear sticking through the hat. Boy, yeah. that's a good dog. That's mighty cute. I'm not seeing it right now, but I imagine you got the better view with that the way, <laughs> the way that skirt flared out like that. She yeah, she wearing underdraws. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, dang it! <laughs> I hate it when them dogs wear underdraws. I hate when dog like. Is this so weird that you can just look right into dogs and cats' buttholes and it's like the grossest thing ever. The cats. Besides when dogs get erections, like it's this. That is strange that how like some dogs don't have the willpower or have never been trained not to try to hump everything Uh, that they see. That is the sick. I hate that more than anything, dude. I cannot stand like. I was babies. Uh, Jason that used to work here for me or used to volunteer for me. He had a little. We watched his dog when he went on vacation. That's all that thing one does. This little Jack Russell, man. Yeah. This one to hump the boy, you know, the boy. And the boys are like loving it. Look, yeah. he likes me. <laughs> Look at it. It feels like I'm like, get. And, you know, he's trying to hump myself. I'm like, I am not going to let a little dog rape my son. Like, I know. I, the, it's, it's annoying, but at the same time, it's what I kind of feel like how almost all men would feel. Oh, if, yeah. If, if you just took away. A little bit of shame out of every man's <laughs> yeah. brain. I don't know what the part of the brain that makes you feel shame, but you'd only have to drop that by like 22%. And every dude would be like, <laughs> oh, bro, now that I've been taking that, that Andro gel, buddy, I'm just air humping. That's oh, you ever bro. see the dogs when they do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they like get done humping, but they still do it. They're you like, do that double up. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Uh, did I tell you I tried to talk to my doctor a couple of days ago? All oh, about the testosterone. Yeah, oh, and, oh. and he was one. Uh, no offense, doc. I'm not going to say your name, but clearly you're suffering from low T. Uh, <laughs> he was couldn't get it up for you. Yeah, no? it's like he couldn't get the words out. Uh, now he said he didn't think I was, and I can understand him looking at me just on general principle and thinking you ain't got it, bro. But it was one of those situations where he was like, well, we can test you for it, but you got to come in in the morning. And I'm like, okay. I wanted this appointment to be in the morning, but there wasn't any available, right. you know. But he did hook me up with a, a doc, a pain medicate, medi- uh, not a medicine, pain clinic that does it without medicine that specializes in lower back or back problems and stuff. So I haven't scheduled them yet, but hopefully I will soon. And, um, so that's incl- that's your back problem. What about your testosterone? Is he so my testosterone, he basically just let that fall on the floor. I realized uh, if I want to mess with that, then I got to go to like a rejuvenation clinic, a place that's not going to be like uh, a place that would rather give it to me, rather me start the treatment than have me not start the treatment. Not saying that if I took the tests and they were like, no, your testosterone's fine, you shouldn't start the treatment. But that they are like, yes, come here and get tested. 
you know, that's yeah, what we do. Dude, that don't make sense to me because when I talked to my doctor, I was just telling him the, some of the issues I was having. And he was just like, I don't think – he was telling me he didn't think I had it because I, I my beard was full. He was like, yeah. your hair, like your beard's growing really strong. He's like, I don't think you have – he's like, but I'll, I'll, we'll, take, we'll take your blood and see. So that doc, your doctor should have been at least – I was there already getting a blood test. And instead of, like, having me come back the next day to do all the blood, he uh-huh. was like, you'll have to come back for another appointment. I'm not doing that. And plus, yeah. I could already tell within a few minutes of talking to this doctor – like I was at this doctor because I didn't like my last doctor. Mm-hmm. I like my last doctor more than I like this doctor. Oh, now the only thing about this doctor is he may have functionally done something for me if if the place he refers to me me to helps. But other than this, I just went in there talked to him about a few things, and he was he maybe said twenty thirty words of substance. You know yeah. that weren't like is the I mean like right. it was just like. And I get it. I'm a professional comedian. I talk for a living. He does doctor shit for a living. Mm-hmm. But meet me in the middle somewhere. Don't you know? Don't have me feeling like I'm doing all the talking, and and then when you do some talking, it's not related to the shit that I just yeah, said. Yeah, that's uh, my doctor is awesome, dude. I love his name is uh, literally Doctor Butman. That's his name. It's like I can't believe that here in the in the next few weeks I'm going to be getting a, pr- a prostate check by. Doctor Butler. It's like that's a joke that you can't like. It's not even a joke. It's like such a hacky. Yeah. But it's the truth. That's. The hey, thanks a lot, folks, for coming, thanks in. For coming in. Take care. I uh, did schedule a consult for a, a vasectomizel. Ooh, the old singe nut singer. The, the uh, as my friend Nathan refers to it, a ball barbecue. A ball. <laughs> He said when he got his, he was like, he was like oh. oh, that smells like you guys are having a barbecue down there. <laughs> he said hilarious. the sedative made him a little bit loopy. <laughs> he was like, I would normally never try to make jokes during Oh, so surgery. he actually said that yeah. during the, oh, give him <laughs> But, uh, yeah, shout out to that's Nathan. A, that's a, uh, I've never heard that one. That's the original. Yeah, I, uh, I, that stuck in my mind. I heard that before I even started doing <laughs> comedy, and I was like, ooh, that's good. Uh, that's hilarious. I almost have to get the vasectomy just so I can now tell that joke on stage. Right, yeah. Uh, steal his joke. Steal it. He's not using it. Yeah, he's using it. Him embarrassed by it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I did schedule uh, a consult for that, and that's like in a couple weeks or whatever. But it's one of those things where you just, I have to kind of go in. I have to compartmentalize to go into the room and even talk about it because just the idea of anybody fooling around down oh, there, dude, it's like ah. I've heard like it can like I've heard it's. It's, it's like in and out, and it's not that bad. And I've also heard other guys say it's like been like weeks of pain, like you've been kicked in the balls for two weeks straight. Yeah. Like one ball kick last two weeks, like, and and it's just but I'm. Uh, well, that's the one thing that kind of reassured me was that the doctor that referred me to the, the doctor in the clinic or that they're at or whatever, he was like, he did mine, fine. He's like, you should be. Let's see. I also kind of feel like I know there's different ways of doing it, and there's like some that are less evasive, some that are more evasive. And right. it's like uh, when I was looking at this doctor's office, I was kind of feeling like y'all look like you've been here for a while, which is good, but, but it needs which, some updating. Because, yeah. but that's the one thing that my last doctor definitely had over this doctor was that it was. But I just feel like, I mean, I grew up, I had the same doctor when I was a kid from the time that I was like five till I was 18. Right. And it turns out he wasn't even really a doctor. Uh, he got his like, his he degree. He stayed at a Holiday Inn or something. <laughs> he got his degree in like <laughs> Somalia or something like that. Uh, 
But no, I mean, I think he was a doctor, but it wasn't like some people didn't consider it a full doctor or something like, I don't even know what it was. I don't even want to say his name, but he was my family doctor and we were in Yellow Springs right by my house. I went in, never steered me wrong. I never had a broken bone going there or anything, but I did have some like dislocated fingers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone was sick, they gave me the medicine. That was basically what it was. Right. And then I get out and it's like every doctor I go to, it seems like it's like uh, one step, maybe even a half a step above an urgent care doctor. Oh, you know, it's like you're in, you're out. Like I want a doctor that, that can talk to me about uh, low testosterone, attention deficit disorder, uh, whatever it is I feel like I might have because I do. I mean, I these are things I've been diagnosed with other than low testosterone or whatever. But like, how is that affecting other adults my age? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? To, yeah, I'm not talking about taking drugs. I'm not. I, that's the one thing that I go right in saying, like, look, I don't take these kinds of drugs. I don't take y'all, y'all's kinds of drugs. Right. I take untested street drugs <laughs> straight into my vein or eyelid. You don't know. Yeah. No, I, I have the best. I love my doctor. He's so cool. Like I might have to see if you're – who's there. your insurance carrier? Uh, what is it? Oh, Obamacare. No. no uh, <laughs> uh, geez, I Paramount Advantage or something. I mean, uh, okay. Some poor folks. I have, um, I have, uh, UMR. United, what is it? United Medical? I don't even know what it is. It's UMR. I know that. Dude, I just got lucky, man. My, I just got so lucky. He like taught, like when I was talking about test drive, he's like, how's the, how's your, he's a, he's a foreign dude. He's like, like Indian, but he's like, speaks really great English. Yeah. And he's like, you know, how's your, how's your erections? You know, he's like, no, nah, he ain't pulling it. He's just like, we're going to find out what's going on. We're not. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not sure a lot of doctors I don't even think like my doctor, too. he said, he said, how are you? He asked me that maybe. And I was like, you know, not as strong and not as frequent, you know, as they once were. I said, but I haven't had any like, you know. But like, on one given night, I could blow the doors off or something. If some, I you, know, you know, like if all, all things being like ideal, I think it's. It's okay, but I also feel like I'm doing, th- trying to do things to supplement, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so, and it, when you're doing those things and it's not helping that much, then it's just one of those situations where it's like, well, yeah, you're getting old, duh. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like with this back pain, I mean, I don't know if I should be like on steroids, to, you know, to right. strengthen my body. Right. Uh, just a low dose or whatever, but if that's what it takes, I'm willing to do that because right. I can't, I, I, here's the other thing. I'm willing to do that because I'm okay dying at 50 if I get to live really hard for this next eight years. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm okay dying at a very young age, but I'm not okay using a cane in the next six months because nobody can tell me what's wrong with my back. Yeah. And that's where I'm at some days. It's like, if I had a cane, I could go out there. And I'm like, Brian. I was snowboarding this winter doing, you know, 360s. Yeah, that's that's tough, dude, when you – the last time when I played basketball, and the last time I played basketball, when I broke my rib at that comedy, uh, at that at that uh, charity event in Cincinnati, that they, Tabari oh. <laughs> McCoy's big ass foot. <laughs> he, he's like five eleven, and his, like feet like, <laughs> his feet are like his feet are like five eleven. But I, I never played that, and that was it, dude. Like I realized then that I I'm not gonna ever play basketball like that again. You know, I mean, I'm not going to play full court because it's just too its too easy to hurt yourself to a point where you can't – I can't afford to just go out and mess around, play full court basketball, and, dis, and like, tear an ACL or something where I'm going to be, 
you can't, I just can't, like, I couldn't afford to do that. Like, breaking my, like, there was, I didn't have diagnosed break rib, but I feel like it was cracked or something, dude. I ha- it had to have been. I didn't go to a doctor. At that time, I didn't have insurance, and I was just, like, dealing with the pain. And yeah. it, was a, it was one of the worst pains I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. For days. Like, I'm sure. Any kind of, like, I raised my arms up just a little bit, uh. and I had to be here. Like, I'm trying to bag people's shit. Like, <laughs> people are like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, and then, like, I had to take breaths to tell them. I'm just like. Just wave my hand so out what was the final diag- diag- did it just heal on its own or did you go see a doctor <laughs> no i just finally it just finally got better but it took months like i'm talking six eight months before it was ever not hurting and even then in a year like there was times where i could like at a certain where i would turn or feel, yeah. I could feel it and even now yeah this has been in 2014 it happened even now sometimes i'll feel not any pain well, like a pressure or yeah. something when it's I'm probably just, like a hairline fracture might have bent just and a there's nothing bit. they can do anyway from right. what I understand about yeah. that so it's basically they give you med- I didn't have any like did I literally this is the funny sh- I forgot about this I put on Facebook uh ribs broke anybody got any uh uh pills man I sure could use some you know just like kidding around you would not believe how many people message me oh, hey man yeah. I can help you out and there are a couple people I you know I'm not gonna say I took them up on it but uh I was I feeling better me. a couple times because <laughs> I was there, was, the there was a point where I was that desperate, like, dude, I'll, I'll take anything right now. So when we first did the DMT sessions at Jer's house, mm-hmm. this was like the first time we were like, okay, let's see. Like, I don't even know how it started, but basically he was like, let's just invite people over. And if they want right. to do it, you know, they can do it. And I was like, okay, whatever. Uh-huh. And this dude shows up and, uh, with, with, uh, and, uh, okay. and he's like, Oh, yeah, man, I used to do LSD. I was like, look, get any idea of what you think you're oh, about yeah. to experience out of your <laughs> mind. It's just, it's not going to help you to feel. Now, the fact that you have done those things mm-hmm. is going to make this a little bit less frightening once it starts. But once it starts, you know, there's right. no, like, stopping it. You're like, whoa, 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 you know, you can open your eyes, but you're still going to have a, an intense six minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh but we're just kind of like prep, and he just keeps talking. He keeps talking about how he used to do so much LSD in this in in high school, and I used to just have books of it, and I would do the gels on the weekend and the papers during the week. I mean, like I remember this vividly because I'm thinking to myself, like I already books. What do you mean? Yeah, I I I already am mad. I didn't know you back then. Uh, thank you. Podcast. Thanks for the shout out. Um, anyway, we're getting ready to like set everything up. And then he's like, uh, man, I I thought I got bit by a spider, but I think I had like an infection or something. He's like scratching his hand. And you can see like there's this like what looks like is a healing spider bite. That's what it mm-hmm. looks like. He's like, I was like, oh, I, used to, I had something like that on my leg one summer. I was out by the pool uh, in Yellow Springs and, you know, I didn't feel anything like that. But then I started noticing like, I had a spot. Then it started to like make circles around it. Oh. And, uh he was like, yeah, I thought that too, but then I got one over here and then one over here Uh-oh. and then up here. And I started like, th- like I was like, am I sleeping with spiders or something? I started mm-hmm. feeling like it was an infection. And then and me and Jared looking at each other like, oh. There's another word for spiders that <laughs> sleep in your bed with you. <laughs> <laughs> and it ain't spiders, bro. But then he says, and this is the whole point of that story. So then I started taking different antibiotics. And so Jared's like, oh, so you went to a doctor. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just started taking whatever I get my hands on. Street man A couple, z- couple Z-packs. <laughs> I don't know what they call a Z-pack on the street, a Y-pack. 
but it was, you know, but then it was like this. Then we like we hang out with the dude, whatever. We put him in the chair. It does the he he enjoyed it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, did, it did it a couple times, but it was like then it doesn't occur to me till like two or three days later that conversation that we had with him about his infections and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like scratching my arm, and I'm like, oh, uh oh, uh oh, better get me a Y pack. <laughs> Just in case, just be on safe. But I'm thinking to myself, how do you get like? I mean, but just like you said, you just put out. Anybody got any? Oh yeah, and I was kidding, totally kidding. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was serious, but I was kidding. I was here. It was what it is. I was serious, kinda, but I knew. I'm like, no one's gonna give them to me. I, obviously, right. it's a joke that I'm. Right. But I was in that much pain that I was literally that serious. I was like, dude, I will take anything to fucking take, get this pain out of my my ribs. I I mean, I was. I lived with Ben Lyons at the time. Like I literally was upstairs, and he he would like bring me ice packs. I was like, I was having a nut. Like, dude, can you bring me just some ice, dude? I couldn't yeah. get up. Like, oh, it wow. was in the worst. It was when you got to ask a dude you're not dating, right, to, to get bring you, an you some ice. ice. <laughs> you put some more ice in my drink, love. <laughs> uh, it's for my ribs. Uh, it was awful. But then I, the, to get as many people as I got, like, say, hey, man, I got some. There was this muscle relaxers or painkillers. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm not into that kind of stuff. Like, I don't really, like, I could, like, I would rather take an Aleve than a Vicodin. Yeah, if I too. Even if I needed it, if yeah. I was prescribed Vicodin, I wouldn't take it because it makes me sick. Like, gives me a weird, I get sick. It, like, it gives me, me constipation, and that's the number one reason I, w- I don't take drugs like that. Yeah, so um, I don't, they don't do it. But when I need it, like, if in that case, dude, I would have taken. I took a couple anything, when I had man. my knee surgery. I had, like, a prescription for, I think, enough to take three a day for 30 days um, of oxycodone and I took about three of them and then I gave them to my buddy and he yeah. was like literally like do you want anything for this <laughs> this is a good jackpot I'm about to and make $600 like, off this no and he was like here take my cat and I was like no, I can't <laughs> take your cat bro what's funny is you were telling me that story about you put it out there on Facebook the reverse way of doing that the guy I used to buy my uh, my marijuana from, mm-hmm. he was just a guy that would, like, get it for himself. And then occasionally, if one of his buddies needed a little something-something, because he's an adult, you know what I mean? So, like, most adults aren't buying, like, an eighth a week or whatever. You right. Know, like, they, like, a nug lasts them, like, a month or something. Right. They just needed to help him sleep or something. That's what I think his situation had been. Mm-hmm. But then his wife got cancer. Oh, shit. And when his wife got cancer, and it kind of became known where he worked, and he worked in a very professional setting, uh, you know, he's got a college degree and all that good stuff. Right. And uh, everyone was like, hey, uh, I know she's going to be going through that chemotherapy, so if you need any help with something like that. Right. How you doing, sir? Yes, sir. Yeah, just, we are, Yeah, there's a little uh, a little swap shop down on Linden that they they buy and tra- if you take a left here on Linden, it's about a quarter mile on your left. It's at the by the A1 shop. So right here at this light, just take a left back. Yep, it'll be on your left hand side. It's it's called uh, East Dayton Swap Shop. It's in next to the A1. Uh, yep, and you won't miss it on the left hand side. Yep. So. 
all these people were like, you know, like, yeah, I can hook you up. You yeah. know, it's like kind of like what you were saying. Like, you put it out there on Facebook, like, oh, I broke my rib. If anyone's got any pain medication, and it's kind of like people come out of the woodworks. And some people probably come out of the woodworks like, I had surgery, didn't need them, got yeah. some extra. But there's also some people out there that are like in that pill rotation. Uh-huh. Have you ever met the per- people with the sucrets? They like open up a Sucrets case and or an Altoids case. And they and have it's, like fifteen. Different it's like looks. it looks like a cornucopia of different like and they're like <laughs> yeah. they're like flipping through it like it's right. a Rolodex. Like I've met. It's always been a woman that keeps them in a Sucrets thing like that mm-hmm. or an Altoids. Like but that's it, gonna keep anybody from knowing. I think it makes all the pills taste better. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> but they so in turn, what ends up happening is now he's knows everybody that he works with that smokes weed and so he goes to the people that he gets his weed from and he's like how much if i like wanted more because he's getting like the shit right uh-huh and uh and i was like oh, yeah. so he's crafted a business out of it doesn't just work anymore <laughs> wow just works for the people that he used to work with did his is his wife like in remission? Is everything good? Yeah, or? she's okay. totally healed up. Yeah, and, I was hoping uh, that story didn't end bad. I've had like, I mean, this is the thing. People are like, well, everyone's gonna know what you're talking about, but no, because I have like six friends whose wife have had different type. They've all had different types of cancer. Really. Um, and they've all remarkably and thank God pulled through. Yeah, um, I've been seeing a lot on Facebook. I've had some like, per, like Facebook. So friends. you know, if you do know, if you know one of those six people, then yes, you do know <laughs> who I'm talking about. Uh, but, um, you know, what's amazing to me about that whole underground network of the way pills and uh, is a lot of it's done on barter. A lot of it's done on what we do, you would consider a black market level. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these black market level things have 10 times the customer service you're going to experience at Target or Walmart or Sam's Club or wherever it is where there's like, you're expecting kind of like a baseline, but same time if you get ripped off in the black market who yeah. do you go to there's no res- there's no return policies no but there's also no just like there is better business bureau for the yeah for the yeah <laughs> yeah there isn't really unless you live in new york and the mob is willing to go to bat for you or whatever <laughs> but even then you, you know once you owe them a favor yeah ooh. the uh the funniest thing about it though to me is that there's like legit businesses like they have a storefront and they sell a product but they are literally ripping people off. Mm-hmm. And then there's like underground businesses that don't have any products. They just have a sales pitch and they're ripping people off. And then you have stuff on TV. Like, have you seen this thing on TV? You're like, are you experiencing neck or back pain or is your knee hurting? Call this number. We can send you a knee brace at no cost to you. And what they're doing is they're just billing Medicaid. And they show like this complex knee brace or whatever. They send you a neoprene knee brace, you know, really? whatever. And they, then they bill Medicaid for like the maximum amount and for then a knee they brace. Get to, wow, that's, that's pretty smart, actually. They, but it may, it's like one of those economies of things that it's like the fact that that company can afford to put that commercial on TV mm-hmm. tells you how much money they're oh. making over the top mm-hmm. of what it costs to, to even be in business. It's uh, it, when you think about it, it, it makes the whole economy of entertainment seem tainted, which is why in my stand up now, I'm incorporating commercials. Is that right? I do yeah. a commercial in my own. I got you. Well, you do it for second show. For second show right. commercial. This whole podcast is a commercial <laughs> for second show. <laughs> right. Live in front of a thrift store audience. Uh, 
I love the fact that we're in the middle of a story and I'm about to get to the best part. And you're like, all right, y'all have a good day. Or, you right. know, hey, welcome. Uh, 50% off perfect. everything in the store. Still? Still? Have that been going on for seven years? Yeah, we got. <laughs> I used to come here when I was six years old. <laughs> and back then, everything was still 50% off. <laughs> are those Buddhist flags over there? I don't know what they are. They I got, think that's what they are. If uh, any listeners know, it's a yellow, blue, white, green, and red flag with some scribbly stuff on scribbliture. it. Some scribbliture. I might walk out. Damn, that's what them is. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. I get we get, I get so much stuff in here. It's that either I that or it's like a Mexican-French hybrid flag. <laughs> or it's like a long – it's like they're all connected. So yeah, I like, think they're – Buddhist peace flags or something like that. They have the exact same thing written on every one. On every one. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just Google that. Keep talking. Yeah. So, and we got a bunch of other stuff in recently. Some bear Boyd's bear what collectibles. I've been basically looking on eBay all this stuff, man. Like some of the stuff you would think would be worth a lot of money that just isn't. Like this newspaper down here from JF when JFK died. That's like inside of the plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought yeah. it was the original. Like, and I'm like, dude, this is going to be worth $1,000, man, to have the original. But it's like, and then I find in the back there's a little piece of paper that says commemorative. Oh, it's close. That ain't it. Is that the, That is it. Yeah, it? blue, yeah. white, red, green, and yellow. Buddhist yeah. peace flags. I just didn't see all the scribbleture yet. I used to. Yeah. Look at old, look at old Adrian. I used to bang a Buddhist with a booty. <laughs> A hot dudeist. Yeah, man. Well, that's how much is it going for? Are they selling it, or is that just the? Image? Oh, you know what? I think that was just a picture of it, but I bet you I could just hit shopping. Yeah, I do it all the time. That's how I research. That's, that's how I price everything in the store. <laughs> it is. Some lady came What's in. What's ninety nine percent off the retail value? This, this, this oh, fifteen bucks. This know. one's big though. This one's got a lot more than that one. Uh, nine dollars. Uh, for for that one that looks like that one right there. I had a customer come in yesterday with two two girls, and they were trying to figure out what half of nine ninety nine was. Like literally, they were back and forth trying to figure it out. She was like one one of them. It said like like it's like six thirty six, or I, th- I thought they're kidding. I thought they're bullshitting me. Like I'm looking at them like, where are you? What what do we do? What are we doing here? Is this real? Are we? I couldn't figure out. I was like, it's just gonna be five. I know that's not technically half of 9.99. The 9.99 is just a yeah. It's a trick. I'm trying to trick you into thinking it's under ten dollars. I was half. A, I mean, technically, it's like four. Yeah, you should start charging people like four ninety-nine and a half cents. But they were like literally stumped. They were like, I, I'm like, we'll just call it five. How about that? Yeah, like you, should make it, you should mark everything four ninety eight. That's five dollars. Oh yeah, you and know, just throw like, people's blow people's minds. This is three hundred and seventy three dollars and seventy two cents. Dude, okay. the old man. I will hope that old man comes in again that I was telling you about the other day that tried that gave me a catnip joint. <laughs> I swear to God, dude, I still I, I threw it I threw it all away. And, he, and then he comes in and br- this old man, eighty one year old man, <laughs> as cool as cool as can be, comes in and is like. I didn't have what he was looking for. He was looking for a couple of different items. He had a young man with him who was his aide, I guess, or whatever. What's going on, bud? Oh yeah, we don't we don't buy anything, man. We're all just donations. There, a little swap shop down the road uh, on Linden, East Dayton Swap Shop. It's like a half a mile down Linden. Go take, 
It'll be on the left-hand side. That A1 shopping center, Mart, they're right next to each other. That's all. I, and then there's a pawn, there's some pawn shops. Yeah, we don't buy anything, but sorry, man. All right. That's all right, man. You good, bro? <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, I get that. Wow. He was selling, so for the listeners that couldn't see, he was selling zipper Zippo lighters mm -hmm. in the package. Uh, clearly not purchased in the retail. I mean, he's just yeah. like holding them. They're not like in a case of yeah. Zippo from the factory or anything. He's ba he basically told me that he, he got these by means of five-finger discount. <laughs> something yeah, and he wants to sell them. He wants to sell it. You get cash for those. I mean, like, I, I probably could have given him a dollar per Zippo. Right. And I, there are some things that I w want that I would like think that I could get by that, but it's like I'm not even going to start that chain. Yeah. Because then once you do, then because already people said I heard you buy stuff. Now. I'm like, no, I don't buy anything ever. Right. Never. I don't give away money to homeless people. Now I'll give away clothes and stuff if I see somebody needs something. Yeah. Or shoes or belts. <coughs> but I'm not going to give away money because then that that just tells people to come down here to beg for money. It's just you know it's not how you should. In my opinion, business-wise, but like I said, I'm not going to judge someone who has like facial tattoos, but I'm also going to be afraid of them sometimes when they come in here and want to. What made them. his so scary is that they looked faded. Yeah, like like, like they had worn off already. Like I oh, know I got these when I was 12, right, right. 17. Now. He looked. Yeah, I mean, he was cool though. He was polite. I, yeah. I, I get mad. I don't get mad. I get frustrated when people come in here and get mad at me because I won't buy it. They're like, dude, it's, I'll get. Only a dollar, only two. I'm like, I do not That's buy not what anything, I do. Yeah. bro. But I, mean, I probably deal with like three or four man. people a day that come in here wanting to bu wanting to sell stuff. But uh, where was we? I, I got way off. Yeah, that was kind of disruptive. I don't even know. Um. <sighs> oh, the guy, the old man. Yeah, the old oh, man. Oh, the old man tried to sell you a catnip joint. No, he didn't try to sell it to me. Or he came in with his you. eight. He's, he's like, man, you ain't got nothing I want, man. He's like, Sh I'm just going to go back home and smoke some weed then. And like jokingly, it was just I was like, "Oh, better take me with you." I was kidding, you know. He was like, "Oh, well, here, man, I got something for you." And he started to pull out a joint. I was, I was like, "No, no, no, nah." And I was kidding. I was like, "I don't do, you know, that's the last thing I want is this." Yeah. Put someone walk in. Looks like we're doing a drug deal right in the middle of the second show. Next week he brings you a trash bag full. <laughs> right, yeah. but then he was then after like all the there was another customer here after that. He was like, "Listen, I'm not. I don't smoke weed. I really don't." He's like, "But I do smoke catnip." And he was, I thought he was kidding. I, and he pulled out a, a joint and he set it here on the thing. I'm like, nah, man. I was like, I'm not going to smoke catnip. And you could smell that it wasn't marijuana. And then he breaks out a baggie. But you can. Like, we look, I re we researched it. And it's like, supposedly people do it. And it gives you some sort of, like, mellow. I, I, but I didn't. But it was just no funny way. that this no old No way. And he gave me a bag. And then he comes back in and gives me, like, a big bag. It looked like a quarter. A, quarter sack of like shake weed <laughs> i was just laughing I i'm googling it right now google it dude i swear it'll come up can you smoke catnip and, and it says it's it's fine to smoke it's fine to smoke but does it have i don't it can give you headaches uh, i don't think it, it doesn't have it it can make you jump around and chase mice uh, I'm and shit shop, i'm looking at shopping for this does catnip affect humans Okay. I mean, it has like, to. If it affects the cats like it does, there's got to be some something chemical in it that makes you. I mean, cats get. You ever see cat on catnip? I bet that would be a YouTube festival. Uh, 
Okay, so here's what it says right here. It says, as for smoking catnip, not only does it fail to get people high, it can make them feel pretty awful. Too hmm. much catnip, whether smoked or drunk as a tea, could cause headaches and vomiting. See, what I read said that it can get, that it, well, I don't, I, I read one, but I did read the headache stuff. It's How never do you use catnips on humans? Oh, God, the, my three favorite ways to use catnip on humans. <laughs> There's three. Well, you can suppository, you can tea it, tea bag it, or you can smoke it. I prefer bong rips of cat. Catnip yeah. is for people, too. We know catnip primarily for the stimulating effect it has on our cats. It is actually really good for us as well, but it has the opposite effect. Here are three reasons why you might want to have a cup of catnip tea. Swallowed emotions. The very name for one of the teas I make at the farm that contains catnip. One of my favorite uses for this plant is to address the specific kind of stress and anxiety created in the body when people can't express their emotions. <laughs> so this is scientific. This is very. Uh, this is perfect for someone who isn't able to tell their boss or the in-law just what they dis or just what they'd like to say because it wouldn't be polite or good for the family budget. Uh, uh, do so not this is a way a good way to get fired is what it is telling you basically. Okay, oh, now it's trying to make me sign up for something. Oh, this dude. There it goes. Uh-oh, is he coming in? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he comes in here every day. Colic. Catnip is a digestive herb. The scent that we can get, the rub, uh, fever, one of the most popular herbs for reducing a fever. No, it's not. Fever tincture. Yeah, okay. So if you're a hippie, catnip is really good, and if you're not, <laughs> it can poison you. What's up, man? So yeah, it was, and then he come in the other. He came in, and he also said that it, he's like it'll make your dick go from here to here in a quick. He was telling me how it's gonna be good for sex. It will literally fall off your body, run across the room, come back. <laughs> yeah. oh, it was so funny, man. He, but he was cool as hell. He had like a, he he had like some old history of himself about how he like was in the senior Olympics and how he won like gold medals. And stuff. Oh, that's fine, man. Good. And it was like just some cool stuff, man. He was showing like articles that he was in the paper. You know, about ten years ago, and he keeps that with him. It was just—I wish he would have been here when you were here. Oh uh, yeah, it would have yeah. been a really good. It would have been because he was—he was a cutting it up artist too. You know, what I mean, he was funny. He was—he he's just an old school dude. He's all the Boyd's Bear. Uh, the, those aren't priced, but those up there are—they're just like figurines. All different prices. They're on the bottom. Yep. There's that one. It's all costume jewelry. Nine-nine cents makes them 50 cents on the half-off sale. That'd be two, so it'd be a buck. Yep, for the necklace. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a couple things in there. How much would you love to like the shirts and stuff? Four bucks, half off makes them two. two. Yep. How much would these be fifty cents? Yep. That's fine. You're good, man.
wheeling and dealing down here at the second shelf, buddy. What is it? I Deals made daily. Uh, East Dayton Love going down on the daily. East I found Dayton out. Love. I found out what makes an actual pearl. Like I, I can, you know, I didn't know what, how to tell what a pearl necklace is without being juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm oh, I know exactly. I know what you don't, you, nigga, Let me show you this video. <laughs> but it, it's like, you can tell because if all the pearls are perfect, it's fake. But if they're all different shapes and colors. That means they're more than likely could be real. Oh, uh, okay. So that's one way to find out. And then if you bite on them, if it has a grainy, if it's kind of grainy, or if, then that's real. If not, if it's just like sli slides on your teeth, then it's plastic fake. So huh. learn things down here at the old. Learning all on the regular. Yeah. I learned a little bit about costumes, really, like uh, <laughs> gold chains and stuff like that. My buddy bought one one time from a guy walking through like the Dayton Mall. It was like a. It looked like a Figaro chain, but it was missing. Like you know, Figaro should be like one long three. What's figure? I don't know what that is. It's like a. It's like a. There's a couple different kinds of links for men's necklaces or bracelets. Mm -hmm. There's like Figaro. There's a Gucci link. There's a herringbone, which is for men or women. Um, there's a Cuban link. Uh, just right. different names, and I don't know if they're. That's the official name. This is just like this. This. Like if you were going to stop at a, a kiosk at the mall that uh -huh. had like wrapper chains, right? That's what they would be called there. Um, but the uh, the chain he bought, he was the guy who was like, "Look, I got this brand new chain, and it was like shiny gold, mm -hmm. and it looked like kind of like a cross between like a Cuban link and a Figaro. It was like Cuban links, but in the pattern of a Figaro, but it was missing one link on. It's, it was supposed to be like one long three small links, one long, three small links. Mm -hmm. That's a Figaro. Gotcha. But this was like two long, two shorts, uh, one long. The and pattern was, like, was off. Yeah, I was like, that just doesn't seem right or whatever. But the weight was like, was heavy and everything like that. And the guy was like, uh, look, I got these chains, man. This was $150. No, if you bought this at the kiosk, it's going to cost you 500 or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, no, I don't have $150. He's like, what do you got? He's like, well, I'm not really in the market for a gold chain. He's like, that's not the question. How much do you got? And he's like, I got $20. He's like, $20, I'll give you this chain right now. <laughs> and he was like, all right. And so he gave him the chain. My buddy put it right on or whatever. And then, like, within a week of not even wearing it. just it, dissolved. It just started fading, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I, I need to get some, like, gold polish. You know where I can get some gold polish? I was like, I don't know where you can get some electroplated gold polish. <laughs> I was like, you need to replate that thing. Yeah. Dust some shit. But he was, like, he was like, even if it is just costume jewelry. Then I I paying twenty dollars for it. Maybe it was what ten dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously he's not selling it for less than what he paid for it. Oh right. He, stole it. he had a yeah. He probably shoot. He made a heck of a. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, that's the problem with that costume that you're wearing, though, is it says I don't really have money. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like right. the people that really know see right through it. Right. Which is why I don't believe in. I mean, like I wear I wear the costume of somebody who's into the stuff I'm into. But right. I don't wear the costume of somebody who has more than I have. I probably wear the costume of somebody who has much less than I actually have. What's half of nine ninety nine? Six thirty six. What's half of I didn't pay rent last month? <laughs> well, uh, this has been a very productive cast. Uh, my son just had his sixteenth birthday. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. I didn't you. know he was getting. I dude, that's dude, crazy. He's like, he's almost as tall as me. He's, you know, he's got the deep voice and everything. No kidding. He he's he's worthless, just like <laughs> me. He doesn't know what he wants to do. 
Dang, 16, dude. Yeah. I, I think last time I saw him was he was probably 12 or 11 or 12. Yeah, probably so. Is Probably he driving so. yet? I, I got I just took him on his first driving lesson in my car a couple weeks ago. I remember you saying something took about him a couple times, kind of, yeah. and uh, probably do one today too. He took his permit test, didn't pass the first one, but he's been taking. I was like, has he been taking the practice tests? Because those tests are tricky. He only missed right. by one question though, and I was like, eh, he's taking it again tomorrow. Uh, that's just the permit test. Then he can like legally drive with an adult on the streets, but that doesn't mean he's ready to. You know, I took him to Wright State parking lot, and he was like. You know, like, I just want to see what that'd be like. I'm like, look, this ain't a game. Right. You know, I started with the mirrors first. Like, that's the first right, thing you do man. when you get in any car is check the mirrors because you don't want to be driving 50 miles an hour and look over and be like, uh, uh, and then realize you're... And then you have to turn your... Yeah, yeah, dude. Run the off cars the road. are down. That scares me to even think about I can't believe 16-year-olds driving. I can't believe, with how easy it is to get a license in this country, that every time you're on the road, you don't see an accident. Yeah. You know, it seems like it's just how careless people are with it and stuff. Yeah, because it's like you're not – you don't have – it don't matter how defensive of a driver you are or how good of a driver you are. If somebody is out dicking on, you know, or doesn't do – or makes them – you're just done. Yep. You're, I mean, you don't – false sense of security sometimes when you're going 65 miles an hour down a highway. Anything could happen. Your tire could blow. You have to be – I remember one day I was driving. It was, like, super crowded. I was following somebody. We were coming from here to go pick up a donation. And, like, all of a sudden in the middle of, like, the road, like, four-lane highway, cars part, and there's, like, a big, like, bike frame in the middle of, like, the lane that I'm driving in, 65 miles an hour. And I was getting ready. I mean, I hit this, and my – so I just swerve and miss it and almost caused, like, a four-lane – I mean, anything could have happened within a split of a second. I almost come back. I'm going to go get a car. I only got like three bucks, and I'm going to go try to get a okay. car. Can I get a couple of the bags? Because I got my little butt backpack that's ripped. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's been falling out of my backpack. But I got tons of bags, brother. You just want two? Yeah, that's There you go, bro. Yeah. All right, man. Oh, yeah. No, they skipped right over that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Today I'll be here till about six. All right, no, actually I'm sorry, five. Kids got a t-ball game today, so yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm gonna pick up these uh, flags over here. Nope. I, yeah, I just realized that'd be perfect for my little uh, Bonnaroo camp. Oh and yeah. Even if I don't end up going, uh, I'll go next year. Yeah. Or somewhere. My girl's, uh, Ashley's brother's going to that, and we're going to be watching his dog. That's why I knew it was oh, this really? week coming up June 5th. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how old's her, her brother? He's 30, 30-ish. I think 31, maybe 30 or 31. Have you met him before? Oh, yeah. Cool guy? Yeah, oh, yeah, he's cool. You don't yep. go to Bonnaroo if you're not cool. You hear that, <laughs> people? If you if you go and you be cool. Um, <laughs> what do you want for uh I don't know what I got on. Sid, Sid Flex, come walk around with me so we can stay on the mic. 
I think I got a price tag on it. You got price tags on But now that you told me it was, you might have to jack him up. Nah, I don't even. Well, how much is the cat hair that's on it, too? I ain't really. It's been sitting here for about three months, so. I've I never might seen even it get before. The gift from the gift from the shelf to you, buddy. Shelf for to the me? cast. Oh wow, this is. Well, now they're totally unrelated flags. <laughs> I should <laughs> put my stencil on them. I wonder if that would be blasphemous. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks. That gentleman right there was a real good way to end the cast. Uh, we always seem to get like a story right at the time when we're trying to wrap it up or something. And that was a real interesting little <laughs> transaction that <laughs> yep. just happened. Uh, I get those transactions on the daily. That's the East Dayton love going down on the daily you right there, folks. Uh, uh, that guy was... Every day he's in here, dude. Every day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Every every day. He's cool. He's harmless, man. Yeah. He's no, like, he seemed like a friendly enough he, guy. He's one. He's a like he's always talking about how he's finally clear clean on drugs. He's he's following what the Lord's telling him what to do. And we had another guy in here telling us about the uh, about yeah. the soup kitchen, and, and they will give uh -huh. you, a, and it's not a lot, but if you want seconds, they'll give you seconds. Yeah. And, and it's like when we get to that point in the story, it's like, be a good person here, Adrian. Don't don't throw a joke out. Don't, right, don't, don't do throw it. a joke out. Because the reality of it is, is that while I've never been that low in, like, it, not I mean low, but I've never had a bad spot in my life that forced me to eat like free meals or something or go to like a, a, a shop here or right. a soup kitchen or something like that. It is always been, um, I know where to go, mm -hmm. and if I was totally out of touch, I wouldn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's got to mean something that – and it's not to say that, like, it makes me a better person. It just means that I know how far I'm willing to fall. Like, some people would be, like, you know, trading in their BMW for a Chevy and they put a gun in their mouth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's like that's never been my reality. Yeah. Being down here, man, for the last six years, I've, showed, I've seen a lot, man. It showed me a lot about life and given me a lot of – perspective yeah dude on on life and how lucky i am like well, i see i see dads pushing their kids in strollers that also have like them two-person strollers and the one stroller's got like a metal scrap tv or something that they're trying to cash in so they can get money down here at the little junk junkyard it's like damn man you know what i mean that's his that's how he's raising his son not to say that he's i'm any better than him or that he's a bad dad for it but it's just like I'm lucky that that that's not where I get, have to spend my time with my son. Right. You know. I've, I mean, I'm not to say that I couldn't be there, and you know, anything could happen. You know, but I I definitely see a lot. I see kids come down here that have some of the worst parents you could ever imagine. How they get treated in here, and how they their teeth are rotten out of their mouth, and they're the sweetest kid. Like you, you can tell, they're still just an innocent child. Right. That had you don't you know you have no. You don't have no say who's your parents going to be or where you're going to where you're going to wake up when you're a kid. You are at the mercy, man, of whatever adult that you're put into yeah. supervision. Like, and That's it may trite. not be your dad. It may not be your mom. Your mom just may want to go out and get high and give you to the neighbor or to some, you know. Just I feel for a like while. the burden on parents is it's it's great, 
but it's also as great as you want to make it because the real responsibility, if you're going to get down to the core of what a parent's responsibility is to their child, it's to not let that child die from negligence. Right. Or from that child's own negligence. Mm-hmm. You know, from your negligence or the child's negligence. Feed the child. Bathe the child as much as you can. Don't kill it with your bare hands. Don't kill it with your bare hands. Don't (laughs) strangle it. Don't shake in the baby. It's not a shake baby. We don't want no shake babies. Uh, But it's also, you know, that that is the lowest burden of responsibility. And then there's everything above that is going above and beyond. So. Yeah. I wonder how kids survive some of them that are that are down here on the that are running the streets at like five. Oh, dude! Six I remember one old. time we were doing a mic at uh, open mic at Wiley's on Sunday night. It was summertime, but it was like nine thirty at night, and I'm just out there like hanging out or whatever. And like three kids on BMX bikes couldn't be older than six or seven, and they're like no shoes on, but they're gonna just yeah. riding shirts off right through downtown Dayton, yeah, the, through the Oregon district. I yeah. was like, how is this? It's crazy, man. I mean, like, what? What are they? What are they out here looking for? Right. One, to like to not be afraid of downtown. One time I was delivering pizzas and I saw what looked like almost the exact same kid in Fairborn bombing a hill on his bike. Right. Like, up. Uh, if there's any listeners in Fairborn, this is up in, uh, uh, like, S- Superior. Like, if you go down Superior, which is like a main, like Dayton Yellow Springs. Uh, if you're coming from Yellow Springs. Or say you're coming up from Kaufman, you'd make a left on Superior, and then there's a bunch of streets that just finger off of that going up, but they go up this big hill. It's like one of the biggest hills in Fairborn for just straight, like if you're on a skate, the road's too rough to ride a skateboard, right. but if you did, it would be really hard to hold on. Bike, probably get going 30 miles an hour just on a BMX bike Jesus. just because the hill's so long. Problem yeah. is, all those cross streets have stop signs at some point. Holy shit. And so he's bombing, and I'm just driving up Superior, which is no stop sign going all the way through straight to Dayton Yellow Springs. And then on to Thunderbird. But I'm just driving along, and I'm, like, looking at the thing or whatever. And, like, uh, 10 or 12 feet in front of me, just a blur of a kid with no shirt on and jean cutoff shorts. God, dude. Like, with his feet off the pedals, and the pedals are just, you know, and he's just like, ah! I mean, but, like, not, like, scared. Just, right, like, just having, having fun. fun. Yeah, that's like a rush for a little. And I was kind of slowing down because I was looking for an address. I didn't know. What, I couldn't remember. I was going to go up one of these streets. Uh-huh. I mean, if I had been going a little bit faster and he would have T-boned me. Could you imagine that? Like, I was thinking, like, to myself, like, it, uh, it could have been fatal for him. And it would have been. And I was thinking, like, he could have died. And I'm like, and then. And you'd have to live with that the rest of your life, seeing it in your head yeah and every time i get in my car there's this big dent because i couldn't claim it on my insurance because right. i only had liability <laughs> right. and he's riding a bike so it's right. not like he he's got, he ain't got no insurance <laughs> he ain't got no shoes or shirt i know he ain't got no insurance and he ain't no got shoes, no, no responsible shirt. ass parents either i'm sure dude, well that's the other thing about it he could have had the best parents in the world man kids do stupid yeah, shit no doubt i mean i i i am so lucky to be alive from the stupid shit that i've done oh, i look back and can't believe it I can't like, and I sit there and, and remember how much I want, like the like the stuff that the boys want to do. Like I was like jumping off the couch from one couch to yeah, another yeah. or from the bed to the horse. Like I was doing that stuff all the time and it was the most fun I ever had. And now I'm like the killer of fun. Like yeah. I can't let them do it because now they're showing, when they do it, they're showing the baby to do it. So the, you know, yeah. there's not a baby's too now. They're showing 
So before you know that he wants to do everything they're doing, it's like I am stopping them from having fun. Yeah. Because I know how much I I remember in you my You know what's heart. fun, boys? Puzzles. Yes. A puzzle. Let's color. Or some coloring with crayons. Write your name. Yeah. A thousand times. It's really fun, guys. It's really fun to repeat that over and over and over again. <laughs> All right, let's end it there, buddy. Uh, it's great. I'll probably cut this in two. We'll leave the golf clash for the first half. Golf clash podcast. Totally unrelated. We out of here. See you later.
about that big because I was in here and had one other day and it, it, it opened up it's like brand new something looked like this the other day I was in here and I had and I had one and I, I ain't been able to I went home and I was like I couldn't find it I said Man. shit yeah sure crazy. ain't bud yeah I was just looking and stuff like man yeah, that's crazy, people following you around and stuff. Yeah, like, I, mean, I really haven't done nothing, and I, I really, I've been yelling and cussing at them and stuff, but it's like, they're getting me aggravated to the point where they're making me, I'm not, I've never killed nobody in my life, I don't even like to see another man fight another man, but it's like, they're making, they're pushing me to the point where I'm feeling like I have to do something to them if I, they run up on me, that they're going to try to do me in for good, and I feel like... That's why I've been carrying knives open because I'm everybody's like, you didn't break and I wrecked with a butcher and I felt long about two weeks ago and I could it would have went in me, it'd have been bad, it'd been over for me. Well, what are they they're they trying to you say they're trying to kid, kid like kidnap me and stuff and there was a van that we lived with by the lock stuff and there was a van, a big white van it had and my mom's got a bunch of their license plate numbers. She's got them down because I wrote them down and uh the description of the vehicles and everything and uh, she's got it put up and uh, so like I said, I, I told him if something happens, 
Mop, they, you guys will be sought after. And they do have cameras on that building, and a lot of them sit out there and watch for me to leave, so. Same dudes? Yeah, a bunch of them. And you don't like, know who they are? No. My brother said he thinks it's a deal with the bikers, but I have not done nothing to the bikers. I don't, I don't know. I know the, uh, I know Chico Burns. I know uh, some of his sons, but I haven't done nothing to the bikers. My brother said Dave was after him last year, but he's supposed to start a thousand dollars from him, but I didn't. And I said, well, since they can't get to me, they're trying to get to you. I said, well, why would they have something to do with me? I ain't did nothing. That ain't my problem. I didn't steal from them. Right. That is true. I didn't steal. I was in prison. I've been in prison eight times. I used to steal cars and bikes, not people's money, not uh, not their uh, house, and never breaking their house. And I was a car thief and a bike thief. Right. You know what I mean? And I know, and I meant that, and I, it was not right, but I, that's what I did. I, I wasn't a robber. I wasn't, and I had never been out here and act. And I listen to gangster rap, but I like rock and roll. I'm a honky. I'm not a wigger. I'm not a nigger. Excuse my note, not being racist. I'm a honky. I'm a white man. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. But I'm so I apologize. But I'm getting right with God, man. You know right. what I mean? And God, one day at a time, I've changed a lot. God's changed me done tremendously. And without Him, I wouldn't have never been able to do it. Yeah. It would have Keep never happened. that path, man. That's it would have never happened without Him. Yeah. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't do it on my own. I would go to prison. No matter how much time I did, I got out. Same day, I got out of drink. And I go right back to it, and eventually it get me right back in prison. Mm-hmm. And then I've been. It's been a couple of years since I drank completely. Yeah, if you're staying off the sauce, man, that's definitely a positive like, in the right direction. I have been on boy for a year, man, and that is a monkey on your back for real, brother. What's that? What is? That heroin. I've been off that May 18th for last year. I got out May 15th of last year, and that's what I thought when somebody's brother came up missing. I know, and I knew the guy and his brother that came up, they found in the dead house, in the house, the old dude, uh, decaying and stuff. I knew them when they was growing up on heroin. I grew, uh, they lived in the blue house. Mike, uh... What's called, I knew them, but I got out May 15th, and when I got out, he'd been missing almost 40 days. And three days later, I died. Yeah, Mike Brandenburg. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they found him dead, and they said it was supposed to be good luck. That guy, they just found his brother that left him in there. But I thought it was, somebody said, I did something with that with his Mike, Mike brother. But I wasn't on heroin then, and I was in prison. When I got out, he was missing already 40 days. When I got out, and five to seven days after I got out, they found him. Because his brother pulled a gun on me and my cousin last year and had it for 10 minutes on us. Asked him for that good love guy that I've known forever. And I'm like, I ain't got nothing to do with me. Because I know good love, you shouldn't pull a gun on me. I didn't have nothing to do with that. I wasn't even out when this stuff happened. Yeah, man, people. I didn't get out of prison until May 15th. You know what I mean? I was nowhere. I went Sometimes out people all messed up on drugs. They don't know. They don't. They can't put together timelines, man. Yeah, well, if you go on the internet and you punch up Timothy Jones... And uh, it'll show my picture of a Fender release on parole, and it show my update. The day I started parole was May 15th uh, last year. And that'll show the time frame that I wasn't even out when he met, came up missing. Right. They probably don't even have the internet or probably care to You know what I mean? Much. And it's like, man, I, I'm sorry that that happened to that guy. Because, man, I, I knew him and his brother when I was kids. We all we lived close by each other. Yeah. So I know, you know what I mean? It's like, damn, I mean, after all the stuff. You know what I mean? I've never really, I never raped nobody, I ain't no molester child, I ain't no uh, killer, I ain't no violent person, I ain't really never beat people. Like, did bull crap, I just did dumb stuff on drinking, uh, riding cars, just dumb, stupid, mm-hmm. ignorant stuff, man, that I never thought about. And then at the, and now that when I'm finally actually really, you guys sw- changed a lot of things for me and our outlook on life, it's like, man, damn, well, now I gotta go through this. Watching your back, everything. Watching my back, and now I can't even get out and ride and look for a job or anything. 
Because these guys, I'm, I don't know if they're going to try to do me in or whatever. And I, I got a daughter. I mean, it's like, damn, for what? What have I done? Seriously. Were they saying anything to you? Do they holler at you or Yesterday, anything? Yesterday, dude, we rode on a bike said F you and stuff. And uh, I don't know, man. And one of the guys was me mugging me like he's, uh, he had a patch holder, a vest on him. But I don't know. You know, I don't put no names on, on groups. Yeah. I don't snitch and tell. I don't do that stuff, man, because that can get you hurt. And I don't I don't go by it. So I stick to a certain code. You know what I mean, and I don't, I don't do that. I just yeah. don't lose, I, loose lips. Well, they say snitches get snitches, snitches and yeah. uh, loose lips, loose lips sink ships. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not gonna do that. I hear you. You know what I mean? I feel I'm, you. I'm not gonna go. I'm yeah. not gonna go. To, you know, say that. I'm not gonna do that at all. You know. Right. You tell on somebody, right. and then they coming back for oh, a vendetta, yeah. man. I That's you. also, you know what I mean, guys. Be, I don't know what it is, brother. But guys be like, he, they be out here look just for no reason, just telling on everybody. Like, bro, I said, I told a guy a while back, I was down in Oregon, I said, you know, if a guy ain't kicking in your door, beating your damn ass, touching your kids, messing with your wife, your property, if they want to do drugs, let them do it. They're only hurting themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, man, if you tell somebody they don't want to quit, no matter what you do, you're just wasting time. I feel you, man. All right, brother, me and you have a good one. All right, stay safe out there. East Dayton Love going down on the daily. Trying not to get stabbed up in this motherfucker. <laughs>